Uh, welcome to all of you who are joining us today across time and space and places we gather together to worship our Lord and Savior who has been born to us already and who promises to come to us again. Um, our worship service today um, is um, is for the third Sunday of Advent, but we also lift up um, our prayers and our recognition for our Sunday school uh, students who have been working really hard and are um, performing the Sunday School Christmas program um, at the late service on Sunday. And so we give thanks to God for their gifts, for um, their joys, for their bravery, and for our Sunday School teachers who have worked so hard um, throughout the year, but also uh, on this program. And so if you have the opportunity to see the program, I encourage you uh, to do so. Um, we will not be doing the Christmas program as a part of our recording for this for this day, um, but just a more typical service, but still wanted to acknowledge them and give thanks to God for them and for their gifts. Let us begin our worship. Advent is a time to awaken our spiritual senses. We stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Repeat them in our day. Grant us the vision to behold your glory. We stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord, repeat them in our day. Quiet us so that we may hear your still, soft voice. We stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord, repeat them in our day. Make us vessels of your mercy, compassion, and grace. We stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord, repeat them in our day. For all of us, eagerly watching for your glory in our midst, Grant that we might have the peace of Christ as we wait, the love of Christ as we act, and the grace of Christ as we speak. This day, we light three candles, and I invite you to light three candles as you, um, as you have them in your own space. The first candle reminds us of those who find themselves in the season of waiting, resting in hopeful anticipation for God to act. The second candle is for anyone feeling weakened and wearied by the circumstances of life. We echo the cries of scripture to renew their strength and increase their power. And the third candle awakens our spiritual senses, challenging us to embrace the glory of God as we await our Savior's promised coming. We continue with our confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who opens the heavens and draws near to us with salvation. Amen. Everlasting God, you love justice and you hate wrongdoing. We confess the fear, greed, and self-centeredness that make us reluctant to work against oppression. We are complicit in systems of exploitation. We choose comfort over courage. We are careless with creation's bounty. Look upon us with mercy, turn our hearts again to you. Make us glad to do your will and to walk in your ways for the sake of our waiting world. Amen. Hear these words of assurance that God clothes you with garments of salvation and covers you with robes of righteousness. In the tender compassion of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. God's covenant is eternal and God's blessing rests upon us all. Amen. Let us pray. Stir up the wills of your faithful people, Lord God, and open our ears to the words of your prophets, that anointed by your Spirit we may testify to your light, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord, 
who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Isaiah, the 61st chapter. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. The Lord has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display the Lord's glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God. For God has clothed me with the garments of salvation. God has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, And as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came in as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And John said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered, I baptize with water. Among you stands the one whom you do not know. The one who is coming after me, I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. And this took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So this is um, a hint to any of our confirmation students who may be listening and may be um, uh, doing sermon notes on this particular service. I'm not preaching on the gospel text. We're going to preach on the Isaiah text today, just for fun. So sometimes our culture leads us to believe that in this time of the year, we must be happy all the time, or else we are doing something wrong. 
Even the phrase Christmas spirit is laden with ideas and images of the over-the-top joy and happiness. And while I'm not here to discourage anyone's joy, uh, we miss something if all we strive to be this time of year is happy. Uh, Because the message about Jesus' coming, the messages about God's promises, did not come to a people who were happy. The words from our Isaiah text today were spoken to a fractured community. At this point in Isaiah, we are now after the Babylonian exile, and the people who had been displaced are starting to return home. And there are tensions and friction between the ones coming back home and the ones who were able to remain in Jerusalem during the Babylonian captivity about just anything. There is fighting, there is grief, and the people are struggling with what it means to be God's chosen people who were scattered and now are coming back together. And we pick up in our reading today at the point where we are in the crux of Isaiah's chapter of Isaiah chapters 55 through 66 which is these words that we hear today this promise of God of the messianic times that are coming God's promise that salvation is coming and perhaps this is a little more reminiscent of where some of us are at this year we have among us in our congregation and people in our hearts and minds, people who are celebrating the holidays for the first time without important people there. There is an empty chair in the room. We have among us people who are struggling with their health, struggling with making ends meet, and struggling with things that are known only by them and by God. And to you and to, to, and to us all in here, And out in the world, God promises you comfort and good news. And the word of God, who is Jesus Christ, will not instantly make it all better. But it will still be a comfort and a promise that we can cling to when all else fails or feels miserable. However, uh, this is not all that God promises us in Isaiah. While this text does and should bring us comfort and hope, it should also give us some pause too. Verse 8 tells us, For I, the Lord, love justice. And in this one little sentence, we are invited into all of the beautiful nuances of God's kingdom. While God may comfort me in my mourning, God is also calling on me to share my wealth with those who are going without, because that is justice. And because my sorrows are not the center of God's attention. God loves and cares about our sorrows while also inviting us to notice and to care about the hardships of others around us. In this one verse, God reminds us that we never fit into one nice and tidy box. We are never only the downtrodden, and we are never only the wealthy. We are both, and God's justice calls us to honor and to live into all of it. And this both and is at the heart of who God has revealed God's self to be in Jesus Christ. Jesus, who is both God and human, was born in this unlikely humble place. Jesus, through whom all things have been created, was oppressed by that very creation as a Jewish person living under Roman occupation. And even in all of that, Jesus still lived and still died and still rose and still conquered all of sin and all of death for all people, for you and for me, for the Romans and the religious leaders who killed him, 
for the oppressed then, for the oppressed today, and for the oppressors of all times and all places. This is the logic of the cross which makes no sense by our world's standards, and it is a hope that is deeper and more nuanced than what our culture suggests the Christmas spirit should be. The promise of Jesus coming as a baby and the promise that Jesus will return has rarely come to a happy, as our culture defines it, people. It comes to a people who need to hear the promises of God, the promises that one day God will make all of the world right again, the promises that God hears our cries and the cries of those around us. And trusting in those promises, we are able to, as Isaiah says, greatly rejoice in the Lord, and our whole being shall exalt in our God. In other words, we are able to come to God as we are, with all of our emotions, all of our flaws, all of the ways that we experience and also participate in injustice, and we hear the promise of Jesus' coming again. And then in hearing and trusting in Christ and his promises, with our whole being, we will exalt in our God, and our lives will reflect the love and salvation of Jesus Christ that is for all people. Amen. We will sing together now the hymn, Hark the Glad Sound.
the hope of the gift of Christ coming again, we confess our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Keep awake. Thanks be to God.